0: Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And to get in touch with anybody, all you have to do is just think of them. And that tunes our satellite dish head to their frequency. And, and then it opens a two-way communication and we can communicate with that person's spirit, regardless of if they're in heaven and they've passed, or if the spirit is attached to a
1: body and they're still living their human life. Julie Ryan, welcome to Passion Harvest. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. What a delight to be here with you. Oh, it's absolutely my honor. My gosh, I've got quite a few questions for you and your wealth of knowledge and information. Phil, I'm speaking for me and many of the audience. We so want to learn how to connect with our intuition and connect with spirits, both both in the physical and non physical. What What's your advice or your tools or your tips to um, encourage or grow this gift? Well, I
0: have two classes that I teach people all over the world from every walk of life, every education level. The only requirement is you have to speak English because that's the only (laughs) language that I speak, but it, It's just a matter of knowing that our heads are big satellite dishes, and they receive and transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And to get in touch with anybody, all you have to do is just think of them. And that tunes our satellite dish head to their frequency, much like we do satellite TV station. And, and then it opens a two way communication and we can communicate with that person's spirit, regardless of if they're in heaven and they've passed, or if the spirit is attached to a body and they're still living their human life, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant.
1: And I guess it's also getting out of our head thinking I'm making this up or that can't be true, or it's just my imagination, what would you be your advice for that how do we move past that and, and i guess trust ourselves as well exactly
0: well you're right most of us when we have a thought that comes in we think oh that's just my imagination i'm making that up the way that you know that that's communication from spirit is spirit's going to answer you instantly as fast as you can snap your fingers or before because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. So sometimes you'll get an answer before you've even thought out the question or the statement all the way and be open to that. Cause it's that first thing that comes into your head, that spirit talking to you, regardless of if it's somebody that you knew when they were alive, you can talk to anybody that way. Anybody's spirit. Who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to Elvis or Napoleon or Moses or Mother Teresa? It doesn't matter. You just think of them that connects your satellite dish head to them, say something to them. They're going to answer you. It's going to be the first thing that comes into your head.
1: I love it. And it's so true. You spoke about physical and non-physical. We can connect with anyone. In the physical realm, we all have relationships that have conflict or are filled with love and joy. For example, if we're thinking about someone and we might think, oh, they don't like me or I don't, I didn't have a good experience, how do we trust and know that that's right or is that our ego talking? Well, that's a great question. And I
0: have a little tool that I teach people, my listeners to my show and also my students, and I call it the two minute rule. And thoughts don't have a meaning, Louisa, until we give them a meaning. All thoughts are neutral. So a thought's either gonna be based in love and it's gonna feel either neutral or good, or it's gonna feel badly. If if we have a thought that feels bad, it's always based in fear. Anything that feels bad, anger, jealousy, boredom, actual fear, grief, all based in fear. So what we want to do is we want to figure out, is this a real fear or a fake fear? Here's the easy hack. You just ask yourself in your head, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If the answer is yes, change the conditions, get out of the road before the truck runs you over. If the answer is no, you know, that's an irrational fear based
1: in a limiting belief and it's false. Thanks, Julie. I guess the big question uh, is, in your opinion, what happens when we transition or when we die, when we transition from our physical body?
0: Well, what happens, and there's there's a lot of information about the afterlife. There's a lot of information about near-death experiences, but there isn't much information about what's happening as we're dying. And that's what my book, Angelic Attendance, is about, because as we're dying, and that's what afraid of they're afraid what's going to happen because they've seen so many movies with okay people are have been taught by religions and cultures you're either going to fly or you're going to fry when you die right and so i'm here to tell you everybody goes to heaven and we're surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and the spirits of pets as we're transitioning. And I've come up with a formula that I call the 12 phases of transition. And it's a configuration of those spirits that are around us. And as person gets closer and closer to death, a circle of angels anchored by their deceased loved ones starts to open up into a horseshoe and then a straight line across the foot of the bed, let's say if they're in a bed. Everybody goes through the 12 phases of transition, whether they die instantly, like in a case of a homicide or suicide, or whether they die over days, weeks, months, even years. And as I mentioned before, since time doesn't exist in the spirit world, it can happen instantly. It can take a longer time, but I can tune in and all of my graduates of my class can tune in to a person anywhere on the planet or it, it, even elsewhere outside of our solar system. And we can tell based on where they are in the 12 phases of transition, how close to death they are. And we can communicate with that person as well. And by the way, there's a chart of these 12 phases of transition on my website, com. Just go to the 12 phases tab and you can download it for free. And if somebody has a loved one that's approaching the end of their lives, I say, download it, save it on your computer or on your phone for easy access. And then just ask, what phase is my grandmother in? You'll get a number, seven, nine, whatever. And you'll see on that chart what's happening. And it's really comforting
1: and really helpful to families. Thank you, Julie. I'm going to go and have a look at that. And I will leave a link below for the audience in your show notes. Now, I know you mentioned before the show, you have a gift for the audience.
0: Yes, I do. Anybody that would like, I have props. Anybody that would like a a free copy of my book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition From This Life Into The Next, or one of my children's books, I have four of them. And they're darling. They have wonderful illustrations in them. You can see they're just so cute. And they're angels answering kids' tough questions. Just go to ryan.com click on the Ask Julie button, and just say, hey, I heard John on Louisa's show. I'd love a free copy of your book, and we'll be delighted to send it to you. We'll send you a digital and an audio book version for free.
1: Well, that, that, that's wonderful. So you did mention angels. What what are angels? Spirit, just energy. Okay. Have angels had a human incarnation?
0: I hear no. I've heard that many, many, many times that they're a different species. It's like comparing a schnauzer to a dandelion.
1: <laughs> they're a totally different species. Uh, many people talk about asking the angels for help or assistance or certain prayers. What, what's your advice for this?
0: I think angels are part of the spirit world. They're all energy. Everything's energy in the world. Everything's energy in non-physical as well. So whether you feel led to ask angels for help or your deceased loved ones or your spirit guides or God or Jesus or Virgin Mary or Muhammad or whomever doesn't matter. It's all spirit and we're all connected to the same source. We all have a spark of the divine in us. So whatever, whatever makes you happy, use it.
1: <laughs> so I, I guess the fundamental question is why, are, why are we here? What, what are we doing in this human incarnation? We're here to live a life of joy and we're here to create primarily.
0: And we're here to experience the human life basically. So what humans are looked upon by the spirit world is, Oh my gosh, they're having all the fun. And in the spirit world, what I've been told thousands and thousands of times, Louisa is there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. Everything's just an experience. And we experiences that feel awful in our human lives so that we can create because when we know what we don't want it helps us create what we do when we don't have anything that feels bad we're dead because if we didn't have things that we wanted to change we wouldn't have any incentive to create and that's why we're all here so spirits look at us as even if we're going through a tough time oh this is interesting wow wonder what's going to come out of this
1: what's this person going to create and that's why we're here okay um i know you also have the ability to access past lives or people turn them past lives how does this affect your view on reincarnation why we're here what's it all about
0: Well, back to piggyback on what I was just saying about we're here to create what I'll see when I do past lives and I don't hypnotize people, Louisa, I do what I call a past life scan. So we come up with the date where they were, when they were there, what was going on, and then we'll correlate that with their current life. What's the resonant part with those two lifetimes? And what I'll see is that oftentimes there'll be a semblance of a script that will repeat in multiple lifetimes so that we can look at whatever that script is with a different perspective. An analogy I like to use for this is think of Hamlet. How many times has Hamlet been performed since Shakespeare wrote it in 1602? Well, who knows? But certainly it's the same script, But you think about all the different variables that were involved in that performance. When was it performed? Where? In what language? By whom? Who was the costumer? Who was the director? Who was the set designer? Same script, different perspective. So that's what I see with concurrent lifetimes or lifetimes that are one after another, There are lots of schools of thought that we live many lifetimes concurrently. And that makes my head want to explode because I don't understand it, but I've just heard it many, many times. So what happens is we're exploring different perspectives. For example, maybe somebody who's lost a child in this lifetime, maybe they were a child who died early in a past life. Maybe they, they were the grandmother of the the parent of, the sibling of, the friend of, the spouse of, the child of, whatever. In this round, they're experiencing it, let's say as the mother of. And so we just look at it as a different perspective. And then back to the concept that time doesn't exist in the spirit world, it's feasible that a lifetime of a hundred years may not even be a blip on the radar screen. So that gives us a little bit of a different perspective. Do we know this stuff is absolutely true? I go with, well, it's feasible. So I'm going to find out one day. So will all of the rest of us. Yes, it's going to be fun I, to see.
1: I just love your honesty. I've got one more question for you. You did speak about pets before, and many of us have pets that we adore. Uh How do we connect with our pet? Uh, same thing. You think of them. They have their own frequency like
0: spirits, like bodies do, like people do. So you just think of them. And then that connects your two-way radio satellite dish head to them. And you ask them a question, either aloud or in your head, or you say something to them and they're going to answer you. It works with trees. It works with bugs. It works with everything.
1: Oh, Julie, well, thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. I really appreciate your wealth of information. So and thank you for all that you're doing.
0: Thank you. Delightful (laughs) to be with you. Thanks, Julie. Mm